This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. Josh, you were talking about how the Miami Dolphins are one of the best teams at Hard Rock Stadium, and that will be put to the test on Monday Night Football. The Dolphins are 5-0 and at home so far this season and end the year with four of five games at Hard Rock Stadium. You can't ask for much more than that. Before we get into some of the key matchups here, let's t- start with some injury updates. The one that I think caught everyone by surprise, Jerome Baker was placed on injured reserve just days after the impression was, hey, he's going to come back. The injury isn't as bad as we thought. But with seven of eight IR spots taken up, Joshua, Jerome Baker's, um, the rest of his season's kind of in doubt here after suffering that knee injury against the Jets on Black Friday. Yeah, and I mean, I think when we originally saw it, right, it all looked, it looked pretty brutal. Then we heard it was week to week, I think, and we thought, okay, we were all optimistic that Jerome Baker was going to be out there. We've seen, you know, I think I was down on him a few times this year, but he has had an awesome season with that neck roll. Um it sucks that he's out, but they do have one more spot where they can bring him back. I think some people have said maybe they bring back Isaiah Wynn, but I think my initial impression with Isaiah Wynn was that he was out for the season. So uh, we'll see which one of those guys they end up bringing back. But just to think that potentially you're getting Isaiah Wynn back maybe for the playoff push or you're getting Jerome Baker back for that defense, um, that's something that we all should keep an eye on, you know, eye emoji a little bit. But it sucks to lose, lose Jerome Baker, but I do have to say um, – Duke Riley stepped up, right? We talked about him being a special teams player, but uh, we saw him in coverage. He was very well, uh, played very well in this last game, and I think he had eight total tackles when he came in there in relief. So it's very unfortunate we lost Jerome Baker. We know Brandon Jones was hustling to make that tackle. Very unfortunate hit, but Duke Riley looked like he was the next man up, and he looked like he was ready for that moment. So um, next man up mentality, right? We'll see what happens. We'll probably all witness this on hard knocks, but I'm intrigued to see what Jerome uh, Duke Riley can do, but it definitely sucks losing Jerome Baker for the foreseeable future. I mean, the next man up mentality has been such an important part of this Miami Dolphins defense. And dude, I, I, I send this in the DMS to a couple times a week, but I mean, I absolutely love Vic Fangio because he was asked about Duke Riley coming to the game and he kind of echoed what we heard from the likes of David Long Jr. Earlier in the season. It's well, it, it was Duke Riley's turn to step up and he did just that. 
And you could tell some reporters really wanted to give Duke Riley that, that superhero type perspective because they were asking Fangio, it's like, well, why do you trust Duke Riley to have the blue dot over someone like David Long? And instead, it might have been viewed that Vic Fangio was kind of discrediting Duke Riley with his response, but I didn't really feel that way because Fangio was basically like, well, yeah, Duke Riley got the blue dot because that's his job. Where someone like David Long, he's only out there in the base packages. Once we're moving to the nickel, he's off the field. Where it didn't necessarily seem like the Vic Fangio wanted to be like over the moon impressed with Duke Riley. It was actually crediting him like, hey, he knew what his job was. We don't have to make this a bigger deal than it was. He was the one calling the place. He did a great job. But, I mean, we knew he was going to do that. We didn't think this is something that he wouldn't be able to handle. And I think as we've seen these guys, man, week after week coming to the starting lineup, uh, whether it's Liam Eichenberg starting at center, we've seen these guys, their confidence grow week by week. And I think that was what we saw at a Duke rally. We just saw that someone knew, came into the game. They were so confident that they were able to do their job to a high standard and a high level. And and instead of Vic Vanjo being like, wow, yeah, Duke Riley was so impressive. He's just saying, yes, we expected this from him. He did a great job, but I mean, this shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. We know what we have in these guys in the locker room. And the message is a little different. It's not what we're used to. It's not the same flashy, fun sound bites, man. But I think it says a lot just about the mindset of all of these players. Yeah, and Duke Riley in particular. I did a quick uh did a quick cut up of what he did last week, did a quick article on the Finsider, but he basically, you know, said I practice every day like I'm that guy, like I'm wearing that green dot, whether I'm playing four string, whether I'm, you know, starting or whatever. So um again, he's now thrust into that role. We'll see what he can do there. Channing Tyndall, I uh, you know, jokingly posted that highlight. I told you I was gonna do it. He had a hat trick, he had three total tackles at the end of the last game. So Ooh. um we'll see if he gets some more reps and then we have to, you know, we can't overlook Andrew Van Ginkle, right? We knew that he took some reps at inside linebacker, so maybe he gets in some role there. But um, between David Long, Duke Riley, I'm going to say Channing Tindall. Um, He's Andrew listed Van as Ginkle. a starter. Oh, is he? Channing oh, Tindall's oh, listed man. as your starting right inside linebacker. Okay, see, I've I, family's been sick this week, haven't been able to pay much attention, but now I'm getting chills, man. Are we going to get I don't that? Buy it. I think I, uh, no. I, what I say, I think I put out that I think I said he was like a Duke. Uh, Duke Nukem car, or uh, I can't remember the game. Twisted Metal, Twisted Metal, yeah. Uh, like Lightning McQueen and Twisted Metal. That's what I kept saying that Channing Tindall was in. Um, so far, pff, egg on my face. But um, again, that that unit, it's the next man guy up mentality at the beginning of the year. I think for the last two or three years, Jake, I said the Dolphins need a linebacker. You know, we need to get some linebacker depth. And um, it looks like maybe egg on my face because these guys are stepping up. Do have to know Duke Riley signed through next season. He signed a two-year deal worth $5 million. So he will be back next year on a relatively short deal. So we'll see what he can do with these viable snaps that he now has no choice but to take, right? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. We're entering the holiday season, Josh, and I don't know if you're like me, but growing up, there was always those few cousins you would only see during the holidays. Outside of that, during the year, you would not see them at all. The Miami Dolphins for the second time, have signed Calvin Munson off of New England's practice squad. Both times it's happened in December. This is the third time Calvin Munson has been signed to the Miami Dolphins. He's been with the Patriots three times. I just think this is kind of a funny story. The Dolphins brought him in, 
brought him in as depth after Jerome Baker suffered his injury. That news was announced over the weekend. Um, really just a depth piece. He was originally signed by the New York Giants. I believe it was out of college, but he was around a lot during the Brian Flores days. I was kind of interesting to see that he's returning, it being an entirely new defense, and the Dolphins are still bringing him back for that third time. But just a little uh, depth piece to keep in mind that Kelvin Munson, there is some experience. I think he had a couple sacks his rookie year, but outside of that, just really a depth piece too that you can kind of have a little bit of faith in if he has to come and play five. 10, maybe even 15 snaps in a game. And since they poached him, he's now on the 53-man roster, right? Yes. And and did you want to break the big news? That That's apparently, reportedly, allegedly, that's uh, Hugh Wang. That's Hugh Wang. It's it's Kelvin Munson's HBO account? That's that's this? the rumor going around Twitter. It's it's on Twitter. Just, did, yeah. Was it just, was, were there Huge any Wang. players I forget, linked to this? I forget where I saw it. I'm pretty sure it's been confirmed. I don't know. I can't remember who, who tweeted out. Just go check. That's I'm pretty sure funny. it's huge wing. If if I'm wrong, then egg on my face. How how said it? How said someone on Twitter said it? I don't I don't remember who it was. Sorry, too many people on Twitter. Flipping the script here to the offensive line. Robert Hunt did not practice at all this week, and he is out for Monday night's game with a hamstring injury. Joshua Houts, the Miami Dolphins list. Robert Jones, he doesn't have an injury designation as a starting left guard. Liam Eichenberg is the backup left guard, center, and right guard. Who's starting at right guard, and does that have you feeling queasy at all come uh, Monday? I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. Van Ginkle actually tweeted out and or put it on his Instagram. So Van Ginkle himself confirmed the real huge Wang is back in town to claim his Max account with a skull emoji. So That's amazing. Um, okay, I, I was right. So what was the question? Who's playing right guard? Who's playing right guard with Robert Hunt out, and does it have you feeling queasy? It has me feeling queasy, but... You tell me who's playing right guard. Where's Lester Cotton playing? He's He's got to be somewhere, right? It's interesting because kind of like Channing Tindall is listed as the right inside linebacker. You have Lester Cotton listed as the third string. Liam Eichenberg is the backup left guard, center, and right guard. So it kind of leads me to believe it will be Eichenberg. And honestly, man, he's done a good enough job where he he's kind of what we wanted Jesse Davis to be. Like someone who's going to line up everywhere. They're not going to be outstanding, but you kind of can get by with them playing one game here, one game there. And, you know, once it, they're set playing four, five, six games, that's when a defense might hone in on them. Yeah. And I think what I like the most is that it's just every, every week, it's a new interchangeable unit, the offensive line. And I, I just hope that Butch Berry doesn't get poached. I mean, what could be his next uh, role? Could he, he's not going to be an offense coordinator, right? I mean, he can't really get promoted. Please, God. Please, God, don't let a college call Butch Berry and take our beloved postage note man from us. The Dolphins could be starting their fifth straight different offensive line come Monday night, but don't be too, too worried. The Dolphins are only averaging one sack allowed over the last four games. Teron Armstead, he was limited twice this week with an ankle knee injury. Joshua Houts, do you feel Armstead will be out there or will we, will we return? I apologize to the Kendall Lamb and Keon Smith show at left tackle. I think Armstead's supposed to be out there, right? Isn't that what we heard? I, I'm, hey, I'm praying. I'm, I'm letting you shake that magic eight ball. You're letting me. Okay. Uh, try again later, later is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Try again. <laughs> That's what it always says, right? That's what my kids, I used to like make them like clean the room up and stuff by doing that. I'm like, uh, clean the room. And they'd like listen to the magic eight ball. They won't listen to dad. They listen to the magic eight ball. I think he's going to be out there. I think he wants to play. I think it sounds like he's um, on track to play. Robert Hunt was listed as out, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, he's out. I, I was, I had to make sure I got that man Ginkle, huge wang report down. I had to make sure. I love that he keeps saying huge. It's you. It's huge. I know, but, but you guys made fun of me for saying it once. So I'm going to just, oh, so you're leaning I read it. I read it as huge wang because I just assumed Calvin Munson were done. Um, I, I, it doesn't matter who's starting there. I think the offensive line, it'll be next man up, but 
to run Armstead sounds like he's ready to go. And for all that money he's making, let's get him out there, right? This is what he's paid for these late games in December. We want to, you know, run that football effectively and protect Tua Tagovailoa at all costs, man. We're week 14. Let's get through this season, please. The last player I have here, Javon Holland, limited twice this week with his knees injuries suffered against the Jets. He did not play last week. He has been trending in the right direction. Joshua Hodge, do we see him in prime time? I'm going to say no. I'm going to no. say they're going to keep him back one more game. It sounds like they un- he understands how important he is and how, you know, his health for the rest of the season matters more than maybe going out there and, you know, too early and getting banged up again. So I'm going to say he's not out there. The Dolphins are going to be hesitant, but um, we'll see what happens. I think Brandon Jones stepped up in his absence pretty nicely, and they were able to make do and get by, but DeAndre Hopkins is no joke, man. Vic Fangio actually had an interesting quote talking about Emmanuel Ogba, Duke Riley, and Brandon Jones, where he really highlighted Brandon Jones. All three of those guys have had to step up due to recent injuries. He credited Brandon Jones because what he said is that Jones didn't get that preseason or that training camp like a lot of other players did. He was still recovering from his injury. So while you had Emmanuel Ogba out there, while you had Duke Riley out there getting those snaps during training camp where they could be that starter and really understand things, Brandon Jones is kind of picking things up on the fly. Vic Fangio has given him a lot of credit. So I'm really interested to see if Jones can keep every week getting better and better and become one of those guys that late in the playoff push you can maybe throw a curveball at opposing offenses.